Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here from the Mountain Malarkey Podcast, episode 9 with... Say hello, Dave. Yeah, hello everybody. Dave here. How are you doing? Not bad, not bad. Another episode. Yeah, yeah, another episode in in the midst of a nationwide storm. <laughs> Wonder if that'll be relevant. Well, yeah, I think it might be. Yeah, it might be, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so what's this episode all about then, mate? Um, so, yeah, basically we're going to talk about um, all things trekking in the realm of winter. <laughs> so, is that, I'm trying to make it a little bit more dramatic, you know? Uh, but no, like today it. is called, uh, you know, Snow Worries. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, it was National Pun Day yesterday, so we figured we'd have to get it in. <laughs> of um, course. Yeah, we have to. yeah. No, we're just going to discuss the events of the last couple of weeks. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff happening out there, yeah. mostly weather-related, if you're ignoring the coronavirus. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're going to just talk about some of the winter ascents that are happening at the moment. Um, we're going to talk about some of our own little antics around uh, in the Himalaya at winter in the UK. and Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. See, see, where, see where we go from there. Great stuff. No, it's. I think that was the we, we were thinking because the last couple of episodes have been all around. Really, you know, a couple of like hacks. Yeah. Um, you know, Equipment, specific advice. Wet wipes. And we <laughs> wet wipes. But we kind of do forget sometimes. You know what's going hap- What's going on in the world? And 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 this week, there's been a lot going on in the UK weather wise. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, you had Storm Kiara. Apologies yeah. if I pronounce that incorrectly. But also as well, there's things going on in the Himalayas. Um, obviously, there's things going around the world in winter. Yeah. And it's always good to talk about different times of year because like trekking, depending on what time of year you go is depending yeah. on you know what equipment you need, but also as well how you approach that trip. If it's winter probably going to be a bit yeah. more challenging. Well, we've got a couple of guys going out in a week or so. Um, yeah, early, have, yeah, early yeah. February. Technically winter, tail end of winter in the Himalayas. So um, the scenery and the experience is, I think, very different. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I've never actually been out there. You have. I haven't been out there in the in the depth of winter. I've been out there towards the end of the year when it's getting cold. Yeah. Um, so, for instance, I was out there just in November last uh, 2019. Still pretty cold. It was really cold. November. Like it was, I think it was minus 15 in the nights, yeah. you know, minus 5 in the room. So, um, chilly, chilly. <laughs> now, look, um, if you are sort of interested in any high altitude trek and especially Everest Base Camp, then I, I do recommend you go to the show notes. There'll be a little link in there, um, which is labeled as bit.ly forward slash Everest BC guide. Give you the full walkthrough of the guide, um, everything you need to know, whether that be in winter, whether that be in the spring. Um, you know, it tells you everything you need to know. But uh, let's get stuck in the episode, Dave. Yeah, excellent. Oh, so this week's been good. I mean, since the last episode. So the big thing for us is that we, we recently launched Machu Picchu. Yeah, yeah. Um, which but is great. Slightly different Machu Picchu, though, I think. Important yes. to say. You know, we're going to be doing a, a, a lesser known route. Almost an unused route, I would say. You know, commercially. There might be some independents out there, but not many. Very rare. I mean, in the UK, no, no other company does the Tomakea route. Um, you know that we know of. Yeah. Um, speaking to our, our sort of local supplier over in in Peru, uh, this is a route that is. Uh, you know, you've got you've got a couple of the popular ones. You everyone's heard of the Inca Trail. Yeah. Very popular over the last few years has been the Salcante route. Um, you know, not taking anything away from them, but ultimately they are popular. They are busy. There's, especially on the Salcante route, there's no limitations in terms of the number of people that can go there. Yeah. So we looked at that and thought, right, okay, 
is there another way? Uh, this one we've kind of labelled it as a hidden valley because no one goes there. Yeah. But it's it's no less beautiful than Salkante route. Yeah. Well, um, that's it. I mean, know, visibly, to me, you know, we have to go to these commercial places because that's where people want to go. Yeah. And, and I, I want to go, but we we still like to stay true to the fact that I think we're we're I believe we're an adventure travel company. Yeah. We don't provide holidays. <laughs> no. Exactly. We provide adventure travel. So you know, when we whenever we do a trip, we you know. Some things are what they are, like Killy is what it is, yeah. but we try and do it <clears throat> safer and over a longer period. And when it comes to this one, it's not too extreme in terms of its altitude, yeah. so what can we do differently? And I think that's yeah. what we've done quite well. I'm proud of it anyway. I can't wait to go. No, I can't. I know we got the first trip in September this year. If you are keen, and you know, do let us know. Um, you know, Pops a little email. As always, you got the podcast at evertrek.co.uk email. Yeah. Um, if there's anything to do with the podcast, any questions, or even if you want to chat about Machu Picchu, just send us a little email there. We'll uh, we'll get back, uh, you know, right back at you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also as well, I mean, I'm I'm off to Morocco over the next couple of days. I'm quite looking forward to that. Yeah. Heading up to Imlil at the base of Mount Tubkar. Not climbing Mount Tubkar, but um, yeah, just a little bit of a holiday really um, for myself and and family. But yeah, I can't resist going to the Atlas Mountains when I'm over there. No, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, me myself, I'm going to be going um, um, back to Newport where I live. Um, <laughs> I'm going to spend some time there, mainly about 12 hours, and then I'm coming back here. <laughs> uh, good man, good man. But no, once that's done, I mean, not far away, and it's been on the agenda for a while. It's Kilimanjaro, isn't it, for us, me and you? Well, you say not far away, eight days. Eight days, I know. Yeah, we leave in eight days. I can't wait. Are you going to be back in time? I'm back in time. Are I'm you back sure? the day before, yeah. Mm. Hopefully. Hopefully there's no like, erupting volcanoes. Yeah. Hopefully there's no... Inclement weather, you know, while we're on the subject of weather. Yeah. But, um, no, nah, I'll be back. If not, I'll just, yeah. I'll, I'll catch you Can up. you pronounce the name of that volcano that erupted? Remember the one that caused all the disruption uh, back in, like, 2018? Iceland? Yeah. I'll try. Yeah. I think it's called Eyjafjallajökull. I think that's what it's called. Do you have to do it like Eyjafjallajökull? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the way the Icelandic yeah. do, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. No, I'm going to I'm gonna let you do some of the, um, the awkward <laughs> pronunciation today, because there's a guy out uh, in Everest at the moment, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, what's, his, what's his name? Tixon. Tixon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's um so he's he's a renowned winter ascent climber well winter climber. Yeah, well he was uh, he, he ran an attempt on K two last year. Um and uh, I think yeah, they had to abort. Yeah, because there's never been I don't think uh, my right in saying there's uh, never been a winter K two ascent. I don't believe so, no. I met, I think a lot of people try. It's a bloody hard Every year they try, but I think it's just it's too dangerous, too much of an avalanche risk because yeah. it's so sheer. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are a couple of very dangerous ones. They tend to be in the Karakoram, you know. Yeah. Well, they're a bit more jaggedy, aren't they? I mean, yeah. with, with the, the Nepal Himalayas, it, not that it's not jagged, but the the Karakoram's on another level. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, with the Himalayas is a bit more stretched out a bit. Yeah. Because we had that. Um, there was a some people. Um, I want to say one of the guys was Welsh, but I'm not sure if he is. But the, the, sadly, they were caught in an avalanche on Nanga Parbat. Oh, really? And they, yeah, they were going up one of the. Um, Something spur. I really should do some research before I start you talking should. about it. But yeah, they um, yeah they they got caught out there, and um, there was a lot of people. I think, um, and I think maybe Alex was there at that time and led and yeah, led, yeah. Led, led the search. I think really, yeah. I, I, I mean, this is what we're what we're talking about weather today, because I mean, the reason we want to talk about it is, you know, like any episode we do, we want you to try and get something out of it, and especially with when it comes to winter. You know, there's been some things that we'll go into in a minute over the last couple of weeks that we think, you know, there could be some lessons for us because we always want to take something away from these episodes. Yeah. You can take something away that ultimately how to prepare for weather, yeah. you know, maybe how to, to look after yourself. 
Um, in the last episode, we talked, I think it was James Wright who was coming to kill you with us. And he was talking about when do you hunker down for the night in yeah. in bad conditions. And sometimes just have a little bit of knowledge can, can go a long yeah. way. In, Ideally, in never. <laughs> if, you've, if you've done everything right and you've made the right choices, um, yeah. you won't have to. But yeah, if you Fingers get caught crossed. out, weather is unpredictable. Yeah. Um, but no, I think, yeah, by, by virtue of the fact that we go, we go to these places, yeah. um, we're fortunate enough to do that. And also that we do training as well. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it's a good opportunity to sort of share the knowledge. You know, we're not yeah. proprietary over the things we've learned. I think, you know, the safer the industry is for everybody, the share, better. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So share and share yeah. alike. Okay, so we'll start with the biggie, which is uh, Storm Kiara. It's been on the agenda. And, <clears throat> you know, this is... Whenever there's challenging conditions, especially when there's ever winter conditions, yeah, because there have been at Ben Nevis, North Wales, yeah. Um, I know in the Peak District, Lake District, you've probably had a lot of snow up there. Um, just seeing some pictures on Facebook, but it does bring back. I mean, one of one of my heroes, Serrano Fines, um, always talks about there's no such thing as bad weather, just inappropriate clothing. Yeah, and I I've always loved that saying because he's yeah. he's, he's bang right. But this week they were. There were four guys on Ben Nevis. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just saw it yesterday, and I was like, we've got to talk about that because, you know, it's it's important. I think, and it's you know, we put a post up in the um the Evertracker Facebook group. Yeah, and all, and they had to get rescued about 150 meters. Just I think it was on the south face of Ben Nevis. Yeah, and basically, they three of them had gone up there in trainers. Yeah, which is. It was just mad. Which is insane. Yeah. I, well, yeah, it is insane. I don't say it can't be done, but... Well, should it be done? Yeah. You, you have know, to get rescued too. Yeah. I think there's a there's a lot of mating rescue that happened on Ben Nevis and, and King Gorms and stuff like that because it... I think because it's the UK and because it's Scotland and because it's familiar, yeah. you don't associate it with like the Danger. weather. With, yeah, with the yeah, weather yeah, of yeah. the Himalaya or the Alps or the Andes or anything yeah. like that. But in actual fact, I think... It can be incredibly dangerous and incredibly tricky. Yeah. You know, I mean, Ranulph finds you say, I mean, yeah, he's the guy that lost all his fingers, right? <laughs> Maybe not the best example, but I, I still love him. But yeah, yeah no, I, no, yeah, he's great. He's a, he's, a, he's a hero of mine, you know, and yeah. I think, yeah, um, he definitely had inappropriate clothing on. I think his hand was submerged in um, ice water for like a second. He, no, he took his gloves off. Did he? Yeah. He took his gloves off. And then it was exposed to the wind. And because of that, his fingers yeah. then went freezing. Well, well, actually, in 2006 or 2007, um, Russell Bryce's Himex expedition, they filmed it for Discovery Channel. There was mm -hmm. a guy on there. I think his name was Gerard Burat. Yeah. And um, he was aiming to uh, reach the summit, but but couldn't do it. Yeah. Fair play to the guy initially. He had, like, um, I think one of his one of his kidneys removed or something like that. Okay. Like, weeks before. Yeah, yeah. Then he turned up to Summit Everest. He didn't get all the way up. But what he did do was when he reached the point at which he was going to turn around, he took his gloves off so he could get a flag out. Lost oh. all the fingers, all of his fingers. Wow. But it was a really cold one. That was the same year, I think, that um, uh, the David Sharp, David Sharp inc yeah. incident happened. From the north. Yeah. yeah. And I think that there was a, it was unusually cold. Yeah. One of their guides, Woody, I've heard it basically saying that I think there was an atmospheric low where what happened is that sort of because of how high Everest summit is, yeah. that essentially space comes down wow. towards the summit yeah, yeah, yeah. and the temperature just plummets. And yeah, I think they had good weather sort of wind and visibility wise, but yeah. it, was, it was bitterly cold. It's nuts, isn't it? You think that's almost increased the height of Everest? Yeah. 
Obviously not really. At, not, but you know what well, I mean? Yeah, well, well, yeah, atmospherically, <clears throat> the height changes depending on the pressure. It's nuts, isn't but, it? But yeah, and it, it, that was what made that season particularly deadly was yeah, how yeah. cold that night was, particularly that one night that David Sharp was left out. And a good book as well. I, I, I know you recommended um, me to read it, and I read it probably going back a few months now. It was called Dark Summit. Yeah. Because it was about, that was from somebody else's, I forgot the name of the guy now. Nick Heil, I think. Nick Heil, yeah. But it, was, it it talked about the David Sharp incident, didn't it? It did, yeah, yeah. And about how Everest, you know, like we love Everest at the end of the day, but Everest Base Camp and the Everest Summit are yeah. two different, you know, two different beasts. I mean, well, yeah, if we're going to, I mean, the David Sharp thing, obviously, you know, at this stage in the game, you know, I'm nothing more than an armchair pundit, basically. Just, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but there is certain things that I think are true. Now, obviously, you know, I, I love the idea of attacking a mountain in its purest form. You yeah. know, you, you, you rock up on your own and... Alpine by, style. Yeah, by virtue of your own skill and ability, you, yeah. you reach the summit and get back down. But then, you know, we talk about taking an intelligent approach to the outdoors. Yeah. And you've got to ask yourself, like, well, what did he... I, I I don't think he had enough in place yeah. to look after himself should anything go wrong. And that's too fine a line. Yeah. You can't climb any mountain under the sort of assumption that everything's going to go well and yeah. have nothing backed up in case it doesn't. He like didn't no, have a backup, did he? No, well, no radio, not enough oxygen, yeah. not enough clothing, not not enough of everything basically that could have got him out of a situation no sherpa support or anything like that yeah and you know it goes back to you know that's at its at its most extreme but yeah. then obviously you've got ben nevis yeah and you've got those guys going up there in trainers in the winter yeah, there's no backup there is there <laughs> you know be honest. They, they, they had no backup no and then you know you Call go up blizzard. there and i know mountain rescue were there to to rescue people on mountains but it yeah. does put a strain on them when people go up there yeah. perhaps unprepared and would have otherwise, you know, probably had a successful day out. Yeah. You know, reached the summit and got back down again. Yeah, it was cold, but it was good fun. It was a lovely winter climb, you know. Yeah. But you go up there, you get too cold, your feet go numb, your hands go numb. All of a sudden, walking's difficult mm. and you get colder. <laughs> and, then, and then... And then they have no map either, see? They had, they had, so, I mean, let's be honest, technology doesn't really work that well in cold. No. And, you know, you haven't got a, a form of navigation... With zero visibility and blizzard conditions, yeah, you're, you're between a rock and a hard place there, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, you know, literally. <laughs> well, literally. Um, but yeah, so I, I, and that's where, you know, I wanted to sort of talk about that today and think, what what can we take from this? Ultimately, yeah, don't climb a mountain in winter in trainers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, not saying it can't be done, as I said, but ultimately, like you said, you've got to have the backup. Yeah, and you've got to have proper winter equipment, <clears throat> as Ranoff's fine says. You know, you've got to have appropriate clothing. Yeah. Um, for the uh, you know for the journey, it's like was it back in November? I know it was technically autumn, but when we went up to um, I went up to North Wales and uh, Devil's Kitchen, mm. which is awesome route by the way. If if you um, if you head up to North Wales, any any of your listeners, um, do go up to Ogwen Valley and you've got the uh, the, the Glithery there. There we are. Mm. Some more. More Welsh. Words, more Welsh for you. Yeah. Um, uh, the Glitheri Rangers are a bit more jaggedy. Uh, I, I actually prefer them over Snowdon, um, the actual mountain. More fun. It's fun, scrambling. yeah. It's scrambling. And it's steep as well, so you get some really good, um, you get some good scrambling stuff there, especially yeah. in winter. But, you know, you've got to have the crampons, the ice axe. Again, you've got to have the right clothing. Yeah. You've got to have decent gloves. Well, I think the training Wind as well, stopper, you know. know. Yeah. Like, we were lucky enough to go up there. I say lucky enough, you know. We took it upon ourselves to yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, but up there with Aim Higher, 
Um, yes, give him a plug. Well, yeah, give him a plug. Steve. Um, yeah, aim high. great guy, ex-Marine. Yeah. I remember chatting to him and he spent almost his all of his life in cold, wet, difficult conditions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, he loves it. But he's super... What I love about him is that his, like, attention to detail yeah. and knowing the fundamentals, yeah. you know? Like, I think, you know, we've... Ch- it was a long time ago that I spoke to him. Well, a few years back. But I remember he was telling me, you know, that sometimes he's, like, aghast at people, like, just... Yeah. Going up Snowdon in in, in, in <coughs> winter with not even, like, a basic grasp. And there are certain areas of Snowdon where you where it can be quite tricky to know your There's way. There's a lot of exposure there. You could, you could fall off. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, we learned... One of the most valuable things I learned on him, and it, it's not flashy and it's not climbing a mountain or anything like that, but it, it's just going out and learning how to properly navigate. Yeah. Using, Save your life. Yeah. Using map, using a compass, and using the landscape around you. Yeah. And having a a good grasp of it. And what I love about that is that, you know, he also taught us like crampon ice axes and stuff like that. Yeah. Winter skills. Yeah. Which is fun and kind of flashy. Yeah. But actually the one that I've actually used in real life is when we were trekking to the bomber. I say, we, we call it the bomber. There's basically a crashed world war two bomber. Yeah. The Brecon um, beacons. Near Danarogoff caves yeah, in yeah. Wales. It's a great, um, hike and we were looking there yeah and the mist came in and it was like zero visibility and we stopped for lunch and turned around a couple of times and and then we were like hang on a minute but luckily you know we took the bear in we knew which direction we had to head in we had the map and we had the compass and we We found it in the end didn't we yeah and we yeah we did find the bomber yeah Yeah. and we found our way back (laughs) um oh yeah yeah exactly so that that's what i like i don't like taking risks in the mountains you know because it's it's all fun and what is it you not. said? I, 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 the very first episode, because we, again, we wanted to start on a, on a biggie when it comes to the Mountain Malarkey podcast. You talked about, um, was it uh, acceptable risk and unacceptable risk in yeah. the mountains? Something I always remember. Yeah. Because I think, like, I did a little comment on the Facebook page earlier today and about those guys on Ben Nevis. Yeah. And it's, you know, th- that was unacceptable risk. Yeah. Really, I so. wasn't it? But they didn't even, I don't even think they believe, I don't even think they knew, to yeah. be honest. I think that's, I think that's largely the trouble. Ignorance, I don't mean that in like a derogatory way. Yeah. I mean, people just are ignorant of the dangers because they haven't looked into it or it's been so widely talked about and commercialized that they think it's, yeah. a, you know, a safe little fun run. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where education in the mountains, you know, is key. And it's that's a- why we like doing this podcast because maybe hopefully someone will, you know. Well, even if like, <clears throat> I don't want to shoot these guys down in flames. Ultimately, we're giving our opinions. But even if those guys are listening, you know, it's a learn for them. I mean, life goes on. It's a learn for them. Yeah. Maybe next time they will have the right gear. They can take these lessons on board. Yeah. And think, right, okay, if we're going to do that again, guys, let's, ne- let's, let's, let's not leave it up to the mountain rescue to sort us out. Yeah. What could we do ourselves to get us out of this? I was going to say shit then, but. <laughs> well, we- <laughs> <laughs> whoops. Um, but no, but when, you, when you've got to get yourself out of that. Yeah. You know, if you can do it yourself, then it, it must feel great. Well, that's you it. Get yourself yeah. out of bad situations. So, for those guys, and if you are listening, it's done. Learn from it. Move on. What can you do next time if you're in a similar situation? Yeah. Oh, bloody hell, wear boots. Yeah. Well, well, well. <laughs> I mean, when they talk about like Scottish winter mountaineering, yeah. You know, that's that's not like entry level. No. Yeah. That, <laughs> you know. That's, that's hard. You know. Yeah, it's hard. So I, I, I would, I would be inclined to say, you know, if you guys aren't going out there doing the training and yeah. making it part of your life, then just go up in the summer. But this is where, like, <laughs> sorry, going back to um, Steve. <clears throat> sorry, Dave. Kumbukov, Andy. Kumbukov. When we go, when we talk about Steve, uh, Steve and Jones uh, aim higher in North Wales. Um, 
Again, good what plug. we learned. Quality plug. Yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> thought it'd be nice. Yeah. But no, like we've had some of our customers go up there, learn winter skills that they're going to use in the mountains. Because then when it comes to winter mountaineering, when it goes to, even if you climb an island peak, if you're climbing Killy in winter, even Tupacarling in winter, it, it comes in handy. Yeah. You know, it comes in that. Just a little bit of knowledge, you know, of how to use crampons and ice axe. Yeah. How to self-arrest if you slip. You know, like if it goes to zero visibility and you have those winter navigation yeah. in the back of your back pocket, you know, you're going to have a better time. Yeah. And it's about practicing as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, it, it may, try and make it second nature um, only because, you know, when you get fatigued and tired, particularly if altitude's a factor and things like that. Yeah. Things you've learned and have to practice and have to carry out sort of mindfully yeah. are, are harder to do. Those things that are second nature, those things that you can do almost like by muscle memory. Yeah. Um, are much easier to do. So this is why I think the more experienced mountaineers who then go to like Everest, go to the 8,000ers. Yeah. And if they get into trouble, they, they tend to do better than inexperienced mountaineers yeah, who, yeah. who did a, who did a winter mountaineering course for Everest the winter before. Yeah. And then didn't do anything in between. You know, when you've got, I mean, you can't just suddenly get 10 years of experience. Yeah. But you've, what, got to, you've got to earn it. But you? you can help yourself by practicing and yeah. doing the courses. And but that's when like it comes to, like, uh, what was it, Ed Vistas, the um, the guy, the first, I think it was one of the first US guys to climb the all the 14, yeah. 8,000 meter peaks. What's his book called? No Shortcuts to the Top? Yeah, he did that one. He's also in a book called K2, which I really like. I haven't read that one, actually. Yeah, where he tells the story of um, the initial ascent. Yeah. Um, the Italians, and then also... The Abruzzi um, Ridge. Yeah. yeah, and then also the... Um, I can't remember what year it was now. 2010, something like that. We did Anna Purna in 2006, I think, was the last one he did. Yeah, so the, like the, this one's all about K2. Oh, okay. Um, and he's on there, and he talks about there was... Um, I know there was a climber called Cecily Skog, Yeah. and her, her partner died, and a couple of other people died as well. And stuff oh, okay. Like that, so. No, I just, I just like the way he kind of approaches it, like in terms of... There isn't. There are no shortcuts to the top. Yeah, but you know that's that's his approach. And let's let's be honest. Me and you, we we are kind of one of those people that I think we're both of the same ilk in terms of we use. We, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. Yeah. We don't think we have to have we have to have experience for ten years, but it does help. Yeah. <laughs> if you're getting a caught in a situation. But what is it he said? He says um, the summit is mandatory. Uh, no, summit is optional. optional. Coming down is mandatory. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's true, isn't it? I mean, and I hate to go back to these guys on Ben Nevis. I'm just trying to use use that as as an analogy. Yeah, Maybe this is analogy of the week because <laughs> we missed out last week. Yeah, I did um, miss out last week. Yeah, it's, it's hard to think of an analogy. Well, it's not, but it's not hard for to, you. No, it's hard to think of an analogy when we're mainly talking about wet wipes that doesn't involve <laughs> unspeakableness. <laughs> oh, I see where you're going there. I see yeah, where you're going yeah, there. exactly. So uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. We got a few. We got a little bit left in this one. I'm sure one will one will come up. What a prop up! But when when it comes to, Man, um, I'm like a pez dispenser when it comes to analogies. You just you just. <laughs> You know, they just pop at the bottom. There we go. That is it. There that, you are. There you are. That's, that's the analogy of the week. I was waiting for you to come up with one. But no, with, with these, you know, I hate to go back to these guys on, on Ben Nevis. I just think, what can we take from it? What can we learn from it in this, this weather? Because, I mean, I mean, I, I'm always the sort of person that when it, when it snows, I want to get out there. Yeah. If it's dangerous, I want to get out there. But I'm, you know, I don't want to build myself up. I, I, I'm not like some... 8,000 meter climb or anything. Mm. I, I I am a winter mountaineer, but I don't, I just enjoy the cold weather. Yeah. But I do take the right equipment. 
and you've got to be responsible because I don't want someone to leave their family and come and rescue me. It's my responsibility to get myself out of that situation. Yeah. I think you've got to be like that if you're going to go out in the mountains. <clears throat> yeah, you no, know? I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think it's important. Well, one of the things that I know um, that Steve taught me, and do you know what? I say Steve taught me, but I'm not 100% sure I've remembered it correctly. <laughs> I know. But, I don't know what you're going to say. But yeah, even, yeah. Even, if I, even, if, <laughs> even if I've misremembered it slightly, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that it's still helpful. <laughs> um, and he, and here, uh, it's rep, W-R-E-P. Yeah. Okay. Um, weather, route, equipment, people. And I'm not 100% certain on the route. Um, it might be a different... That's why you got it, might, it might be a different R. Uh, but no, but no, essentially. And it's basically, you know, before you set off on a trip, you need to just have a quick way of snapping off the most important aspects. Yeah. Well, first is the weather, um, you know, Always read the weather forecast. Yeah. Know what you're getting yourself into. Know what you're going to expect and when to expect it. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you know that bad weather is forecast for at some point in the afternoon, yeah. plan your route so you're not caught out in the middle of it um, or you're in a safe place when you are. Yeah. Um, there's, some, there's some good weather apps as well. Like you've got, um, I think it's, there's an app on Android and Apple called MWUK. Yeah. Mountain Weather UK. Um, I know Steve recommended that. And yeah, if you, if you are heading out over the winter, yeah. you know, MWUK, have a little download. Um, it does give you like the low pressure, the wind, you know, precipitation, all the good stuff. So exactly, you know exactly yeah. what's coming up. And, and I always check it like as I'm going, because the weather's so changeable. Yeah. You know, you, you can be out in it and have a look around and it can be totally fine. Yeah. And and then <clears throat> not know that within an hour or two, it's going to be completely yeah. different. Like visibility can just disappear. Soup. Like me and you have been out before and it's been, when we set off, it was, remember we we went out with Billy one time, and it was like completely misty, zero yeah, visibility. Yeah. Then we got sunburn, and it was boiling That's hot. Right, yeah, and yeah. then the weather changed, and it was absolutely hammering it down in fog. Yeah. And again, we had no visibility again, all in one day. Yeah. You know, it's so tough, isn't it? It's tough on the senses. Exactly. But we were prepared for it, you know, because yeah. we knew that it was going to happen. We yeah. knew it was likely to rain that day. Um, and if you know it's going to f- lose your visibility, you can. You know, you can bring a compass and a map that you've already learned how to use. And that's why R for route. Yeah. Yeah. Once you know the route. And that's why, because we were, we, were, we were thinking about this and route, it's almost remembering and recalling where you've been. Yeah. It's always hard to not recall the route because, to be fair, you will send me screenshots of maps, <laughs> comments with arrows and stuff like that that you've put on. So, yeah, yeah, you do love a route plan, don't you? I do like to know where I'm going, like yeah. Any excuse to get a map out and have a look. <laughs> get the map. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, well, it's good. I mean... So, but no, it look. is good, though. You know, you, like I do tend to rely on you a little bit because I know that you've been looking at a route for about a week prior. <laughs> Not all the time, but yeah, most of the time. I, well, I think it, I'm a bit... I've always, um, like growing up, I always used to, I used to read maps, just an atlas, yeah. just because I wanted to travel. But yeah, I think you also as well, you get to learn about where you're going. Yeah. You know, even the, the history of it, if you're into that, yeah. you know, what's there? What, what, what's there? So if you're going with someone else, you can show them. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, uh, you know, it's always, I remember from my scuba diving days, before I took customers scuba diving on a, a reef or something, I needed to know the route I was going to take. Yeah, by using navigation underwater, but almost as well, certain creatures used to be at certain parts of the dive. Right, and it's weird they used to congregate in the same area. Yeah, so I used to have to learn the route. You know, underwater now. Yeah, using the the, the bottom topography, um, and it was very important. I like to use that in the mountains. Like as well. t- turn left at the octopus. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, there was a, there was a bit more exact than that. But yeah. I, I, I tell you what, though, 
Certain, like, there was, um, I remember this, uh, was it, one dive site was called Twins mm. when I worked in Thailand. And there was one there. Right, where's this going, And Sorry, I know, I know, I know. I, I, I am blabbing a bit now. No, 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 I'm on about Twins, Thailand. Oh. <laughs> Very good. Um, no, but basically, when we about half hour in, I, I always used to go past this spot, and it was always the same Stingray was there every really? time. And I was like, I love that, that. move? Because yeah. he's always there. And every time I'd say, oh, so we're going to go dive in today on Twins. Yeah. And we're going to go... Um, yeah. See Barry. <laughs> Barry the Stingray. See Barry the Stingray. I forgot his name, actually. Did Red. you actually name him, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't in the end. It was literally... He was there. I knew he'd be there every time, so I took customers there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it, we, there always used to be a Nemo. So basically, we had a, a clownfish. Oh, right, yeah. And there was uh, an anemone there. It was always there for about four years. Yeah. Um, we used to go there, and it was always used to go via Nemo. Yeah. Who, was so, his, who was his enemy? <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you about the pronunciation. Yeah, exactly. We? Yeah. Right, we're going off on a tangent. No, yeah. So, yeah. And the next one in rep would be yeah. e-equipment. Yeah. Very much informed by the first two, the weather and the route. Yeah. You know, so basically you just need to be able to prepare. Often in the UK, you need to prepare for all four seasons. Yeah, you I know? agree. Um, and also have like... Um, you know, backup, you know, so I always carry something dry to put on. Yeah. If I get drenched, you know, just in order to keep warm. Um, But yeah, and, you know, we've talked a lot about it as well. You know, if you're going to Ben Nevis in winter, um, your Asics running trainers or your Nike Air Max are probably (laughs) not going to be sufficient. Um, You know, you would need a good pair of uh, Scottish winter mountaineering boots or something like that. Um, Definitely. I I mean, if if you're going up certain routes as well, they've got to be crampon compatible. Exactly, yeah. You know, definitely have a little look and... The last one, people. Yeah. Um, one of the most important, one of the ones that will dictate almost certainly every aspect of your trip is yeah. who's with you. You know, you need to understand their capabilities, understand yeah. what they're looking to do. You don't want to push anyone into a situation that they're going to struggle to get out of. Yeah. And then manage the day, you yeah. know. So basically, you know, we we know that if we're going out and, um, you know, Doug, my dad, is with us, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. you know, not to take him near any wet mud or anything like that because he'll break his leg. <laughs> <laughs> you Poor know. Doug. I hope. I hope. Uh, if Doug's listening as well, I hope you get better, mate. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he. I've seen him quite a lot. He's not struggling at the moment. Yeah. He's mainly sat on the sofa watching TV. Okay. Yeah. Well, enjoy it. Yeah. He's been ordered to keep weight off it for six to eight weeks. I think. God, I'm a six straight in. But yeah. I mean, this is where it, it, you know he's got to focus on the. You know, we will get. We will get better. Yeah. We'll get him back out in the mountains. Yeah. You know. He's yeah. a, I'm just glad he didn't book Killy. <laughs> no, no, well, uh, you know, yeah, that was... Because there's, been... no <laughs> there's no excuses, and There's no excuses. He'd have to get up yeah, there. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, no. You are uh, right, people. Yeah, people, yeah. you know, and the, the, that'll probably be one of the things that will cause um, the most trouble, you know, if someone gets into something that yeah. you can't get them out of. So, yeah, managing the trip based on the people that you're going with is, is, always, yeah. is always relevant. And this is why if you go, you know, if you're going out as a hobby or if you're going with a company, like if you're going with guys like Steve... Or, you know, there's other companies out there, like, I don't know, just off the cuff, there's one called The Mountain Coach. He takes people on hikes around the UK. He's yeah. really good. We get a lot of customers come to him. Um, you know, if you come one of our training weekends, yeah, you've got to be with people who know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, um, which is is, is important. Uh, yeah. And if you go in on your own, then, you know, it's not going to harm to do maybe some of these winter courses. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, well, like I said, you know, Steve, I think he spent mm. his entire life wet, cold and high on a mountain. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure, like... I don't know whether I've mythologized Steve in my brain, but I know I know he was in Marine. I'm certain that he was on like the ski team or he did something skiing uh, he in, was the... in Norway. He spent a lot of time in Norway. Yeah. Um and he and he kind of 
I mean, yeah, it's bloody cold in Norway. Yeah. So he, that probably built up his, his, his sort of winter experience and then he, he yeah. gave him the Scottish mountains. Lots of um, little tips I've taken from him. Hot squash instead of tea or coffee. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. In the mountains. Yeah, it's yeah, nice, yeah, hot yeah. and sweet, warms you. And then when it's cold, it's squash. I'll still take my coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've almost expected you to bring like a cafetiere up on the mountain. <laughs> I do like my coffee, but look, anyway, um, you know, I know it's, uh, you know, I hope that's been a little, little bit of help to you, but it was, I, I quite enjoyed that little episode. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. I think it's good just to talk about, you know, even if people only listen and take, okay, yeah. I've got to be a little bit better prepared before I go out next time in Storm Chiara. Yeah. Happy days. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, um, or, or, or maybe they'll realise, you know, actually it is quite fun to go and learn in these mountain skills. Yeah. Like, you know, we were learning crampons, axes and all that sort of stuff. Having a good laugh, you know, yeah. out on Snowdon. Have it, fun, like it, we do on our trips. You've got to yeah. have a laugh. It was great. It was great. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you're wandering around with an axe and spikes on your feet. There's nothing you, <laughs> There's nothing not to like about it. <laughs> but look, um, yeah, any any sort of um, information or anything at all you need. I mean, even if you need, um, you know, Steve's number in North Wales, just send us a little email, podcast.revertrek.co.uk. Um, you know, and as I mentioned before, if you do, uh, if you are looking to go to Everest Base Camp, because obviously we, we talk about that a lot, but just down, go to the show notes, yeah. download the Everest Base Camp guide. So it's bit.ly forward slash Everest BC guide. And then subscribe and review to the podcast because, you know, we've um, over the last, so it's been a couple of months now, like, our, our listeners has been amazing. And, you know, if you, if you are listening and continue to listen each episode, I hope yeah. you've Glean a golden nugget, as uh, as Dave likes yeah, to Yeah, exactly, it. yeah. Leave us a review. And if, yeah. you, if you've already left one, um, leave another. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, create a new, uh, a new, <laughs> yeah, new Gmail account. Do what you want. Well, no, it has, been, it has been great because we do just do this on our, by ourselves. Um, yeah. You know, obviously we've mentioned Steve a bit, but, you know, that you know he's, he hasn't paid us to plug in. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, it, he's he, just a good guy. Yeah, he's, yeah. Just a, he's just someone that we know that we've trained with, so we want yeah. to talk about him. There, You know, it is just us doing what we do. Um, hopefully... You know, you guys enjoy it, and yeah, leave us a little kind review. Like I said, yeah, send in some emails to podcast at evertrek.co.uk. Yeah, we're um, always looking for new, new stuff. Yeah, to talk exactly. About. Yeah, but, uh, make it as broad ranging as you like. You know, it can be about you know what boots to use on Everest Base Camp or some other subject. <laughs> yeah, anything. Um, but that's what we're here, and we've reached the final word, Dave. Mm. Yeah, the final word, guys. So, um, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I, th- I think we talked about it already. Haven't we? Yeah, I think no. Just you know, just uh, just think about what you're doing when you yeah. go out in the winter. You know, you yeah. don't have to go out if you're not confident enough. Yeah, don't wing it. Um, have a considered approach to your own safety, and um, make sure it's enjoyable. Yeah, and don't wear Nike Air Maxes. Yeah, they're they're, they're you know in winter. In winter, <laughs> I meant on a mountain. On a mountain, yeah, yeah. I see more of them outside than my local spa, which is where they're sort of suited, I think, you know? Brilliant. Hey, mate, but look, uh, great episode. And, um, yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, see you again, mate.